bunghole vibrations. Bunghole vibrations. Bunghole Your sphincter will will make will move like this, and the speaker will pick it up. It'll be like words. Words. Hello, and we are the Brothers Geek. Uh, my name is Patrick Schmaltz, uh, with my two brothers, Christopher Schmaltz. Hello, Christopher. Oh, what? Yeah. What? Hello. Hello. Uh, and uh, Andrew Schmaltz. Hello, Andrew. Hi, hi, hi. hi. We're too busy having so much fun on our own. Yes. Yeah, we just. The stuff that doesn't get recorded, our mother. Oh, I just, I, I just, I just recorded that whole bunghole conversation. So whole bunghole vibration. That's that's the that's that's now now. Yeah, that that that's it. Write it down, Andrew. Bunghole vibration. Bunghole vibrations. Just play it at my funeral. How about bunghole vibrations at your funeral? Uh, we're brothers, we're geeks, we talk about geeky things. Uh, I look like I'm in somewhere else because I am. Uh, we're recording this on, um, what is this? What month is this? September 29th. September 29th. Wow. 2022. I don't even know where the hell I am. Uh, I'm in a different place in a different time. I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Hannah's shooting a television show here. I am taking care of little Nova while she is a badass boss bitch. Um, and I, I am talking, you're talking about your partner is a badass botch bitch. Not that's what I'm saying. Right? No, no, yeah, yeah. Well, they both they both are. No, no. Nova, Nova will be eventually, I guess. But but Hannah currently Nova, is. When Nova gets bigger, is she gonna be like big Nova? You call her little Nova right now, when she's like twelve. Are you gonna be like, hey, big Nova? Probably if she's like a like a a large person. Tiny. Currently, she's a tiny person. So she is a very. She is an infant. I am hoping that like Nova is like a giant Val- Valkyrie woman who is like tall and like takes after yeah. Norwegian yeah, yeah. roots and and yeah, like yeah. and is taller than me. I would love that. I think that's would be well, hilarious. Yeah. The Valkyrie in the Dresden uh, books are supreme badass. So that mm. I. I I would love to see that. You know, you know, that's a good callback, Christopher, to like a long time ago. You remember when we used to do Scene Red Played and I was reading the Dresden books? I fell off of those. What's... Oh, my God. I feel... I feel. I read, I read the first one and I didn't even... I don't think... I got to like... I got 80% through the first one and I couldn't... You couldn't... You couldn't feel it? The first person narration... I'm just not a fan of it. I don't yeah, really get down yeah. a lot of books than first person. You're, you're just... What, why do I waste my time? Why do I waste my time? Because... Waste my time talking to you about this unbelievably high-quality shit. Because you say, oh, they're just not feeling it. Oh, my God. Dresden Files are freaking incredible. Okay, well, well, I, I feel like I gotta give it a... I gotta give it a second shot. Yeah, that TV show is trash. Aha. Yeah. But there's there's always rumors, and it is ripe to be made into a show. That that series is incredible. Incredible. Did they wrap Uh, it up? Didn't the guy? Didn't uh, what's his name say he's gonna write like twenty books? 
Yeah, he's he he's wrapping up with a trilogy, and I think we're waiting on the first of the trilogy, the wrap up. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, for the listeners, I can't recommend that series. Butcher's Dresden Files series. Do still it. To, still to this day, Butcher was one when he was at Phoenix Comic Con, what, yeah. four or five years ago? He's still one of the best panelists I've ever seen. He's awesome. He was so good, so yeah. engaged. He, yeah. You sound even, like I mean, 10 pounds of, of shit absolute in a two pound bag. Not want to actually engage with their stuff anymore. Yep. I mean, he, because we've encountered panelists like that. Like, yeah, I don't like you enough that I'm not even going to try to read your shit. I'm not going to go out of my way to read your books. Yeah. And his name was Robert Jordan. Like, <laughs> I still to this day yeah, don't was... read Dude, I mean, I mean, the first couple of Wheel of Time books are really good, and I, uh, I sort of fell off of that because there's like a billion of them, and they're like all brutal long, but. But man, those are good. But like every story, every 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 story you've told me about Robert Jordan, like you guys experienced this without me, makes me like sad. It makes me sad to think about those books. He's one of the worst panelists I've ever seen at Comic. Yeah, uh, easily. He, yeah, that he sucks. Kind of a, do you remember? It, 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 it was so condescending. Uh, it was rough. Uh, yeah, I I but those that series is incredible. Also, so yeah, and Brandis, yeah. Brandis Sanderson finishes it and he captures Jordan's voice I mean perfectly they are they are incredible have you read it's like it's like Jordan was writing them they are so he is so good at have you read the Mistborn uh Christopher I read the first one yeah is it good love Mistborn uh yeah it is good I feel like I should give that a shot too I got a couple of audible credits you know what book you know what book i'm reading right now on audible christopher i guess listening to is uh the uh what is uh the dragons of winter's autumn or something what is it called the it's the first winter twilight it's it's the it's the first Dragonlance book it's pretty fun it it's kind of it's it's not great. It's not great, but it is it is it is pretty fun. Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Dragon, the Dragonlance books. I devoured those in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, the Dragonlance books are like basically the universe that the Dungeons and Dragons universe takes place in. The old Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, the what are they? What are they call, like? The all the um the current. Yeah, yeah, all the advanced CD stuff takes place in the Dragon Lit universe. So yeah. there's there's Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms. That's right. That's right. Um, so speaking of books, <laughs> uh, speaking of high fantasy. Speaking of high fantasy. So we are continuing our uh, mild. Uh, my our our tepid takes on uh, House of the Dragon. This is uh, tepid takes. We're gonna we're gonna talk about episode six spoilers ahead. Uh, we're recording this on September 29th, so we've had a couple of days uh, to think about it. And um, 
this is episode one one seven nine. So <laughs> you're curious. Um, okay, so we're talking about episode. Uh, a hot D episode. Is oh yeah, titled- House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon episode is titled "The Princess and the Queen." It Obviously, is- this this whole episode is about their struggle and what has been happening. They're catching us up over ten years of. A flash forward. Things have only gotten further between them. They started off this. It's like amazing to think about. Like they started off the series like as best friends, and then politics has like really gotten in the way of their friendship. And like her father marrying her has really like screwed up their relationship. And and now, okay, I I want to say this to start off without like discussing anything more of. Do you guys get the feeling that the show wants us to root for um, uh, Rhaenyra, but she's kind of making a lot of mistakes and, like, doing things that are bad, you know, quote-unquote bad, um, because, like, it's like she has done this to herself, really. I guess that's sort of like the the, the age-old like question in anything is like if the if the protagonist is like their own worst enemy because she's like having sex with people and having kids with them that are not hers not 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 the kings you know um or not her husband excuse me um and so so like there's this whole like conflict between her and the queen over the legitimacy, the legitimacy of her children, and that's causing this it's, big problem. It's causing this big problem because in Westeros society, these are bastards. They're not trueborn. Um, yes. And it, it, it's to Alicent's, the queen's, rejection of these children comes from, she starts from, her whole life has been about her duty it was imposed upon her by her father, Otto, the Hand of the King, former Hand of the King, and she has been doing her duty her entire adult life. She yeah. married the king out of duty. She doesn't love him. Um, she does. She's bearing his children out of duty. She's re- she's raising these children really out of duty. One of the most telling scenes of the whole episode for me is she is having that moment where she's struggling to relate to her daughter Helena Targaryen and her oh, daughter is a bit, I, a bit a bit off she's very focused on I I, I caught something and I was curious about this only because I've seen artwork of uh is it what's the second brother's name the one that walks in on them having the conversation the one who doesn't have a dragon yet the oldest, the oldest son of Alicent and, v- and Viserys is Aegon the Second. He didn't next walk in. The next one is Amond. Amond. Amond walks okay. in, and then she says something about him losing an eye. Doesn't he lose an eye? Well, here's the other thing. But just you're jumping ahead a little bit. But yeah, Helena, Helena Targaryen, the girl, the weird little girl who was playing with her bugs that the mother was struggling to relate to. Yes, she's trying to be a beautiful mother too, but. Hopefully she loves her children 
but it's all about duty for her. I think she's struggling a little bit to relate to all of them, if we're honest, because there's a scene that comes up later <laughs> that is... But, yeah. yes, the thing about Helena Targaryen is, is she has prophetic dreams. Ah, so she knows he's going to lose an eye. A little bit touched that way. Yes. So if Helena in the book, the source material, Fire and the Bl- Fire and Blood, has prophetic dreams. So is she having prophetic dreams about her brother losing an eye? Yes. Maybe. Yes. And that's how she's communicating it. It's just like um, this interesting little one-liner that, like, well, like, but, but like, I know that that guy ends up like I've seen artwork of him as an old. One eye. Yeah. Aim in one eye. So and to circle back around. Alex sorry, sorry if that's spoilers for later, but like, they, like I think they wanted you to see something there. Um, yeah, they definitely do. Um, Allison's whole life has been about duty, and Rhaenyra, she has this inherent sense of duty because she's the heir and she's been given knowledge of the prophecy, but she kind of does what she wants. She has secret lovers that she has children with. Mm. She does. She probably never consummated her relationship to her uh, prince consort, Lanar. Yeah, Valerian. Their their relationship she is fast. Yeah, their relationship is fascinating. That, that family it, dynamic when it actually kind of actually works. Like everybody. He, he like kind of ca- like he cares about her. Like they care about each other. It seems like he's yeah. he's very like. You know, and he loves these children that that she's making with the with uh, what is his name Harwin Strong. Harwin Strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he says he says he he views them. He says in the episode, "I want to be with my kids." Yeah. Yeah. Right. He views them as the family. Right. 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 Um, and so he has that sort of. Yeah, I mean, I agree that it's not just a thing of convenience. He clearly views it, yeah, as a as a family, and, right? Yeah, and the you know the the sort of realities of it that people recognize. It's only an issue if people ultimately have evidence and call it out, Hopefully. right? Well, and, and then so- and and then the whole like shame factor too is like. The to to call into question the legitimacy of children that are due to be royalty to be running the world like that's is really a power struggle when it when you come when it comes out of that you know the whole the whole like hand waving at like these people only have power because people believe they have power if you start to like like shake that tree a little bit you know. Um, things fall apart, and they're uh, and the queen is shaking the tree a little bit. You know, it's that's that's, let's not get too far ahead of. I mean, there is a ten year time jump, but the way that they establish this new actor playing uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen, uh, Emma D'Arcy, who identifies as non-binary, so we're going to refer to them as they them. Um, They are playing. Rhaenyra as a mother of three at this point and the very first scene of the episode to solidify them as the new Rhaenyra they are given she the character is giving birth to the youngest Joffrey mm. and 
immediately the queen immediately the triggered by that name by the way like every like i i, I would every, imagine yeah Rhaenyra <laughs> presents this child yeah. to her she she knows. she knows she knows what's she up she's checking she knows she knows what's going on but but, it, but, but getting out of childbirth bed and yeah to trudge through the red keep uh, the queen's summoning to present this baby, this newborn pink wad to this to the queen. It's it's so cruel, and it lets you know exactly where those two characters are at. Yeah, it's you want you want the baby to come. I don't want the baby to leave my sight. We just I get I just gave birth. Fuck you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of bed and walk this baby myself. You you asshole. Like that's that's where they're that it's become like that petty, you know. Um, well, Allison's trying to Allison's calling it all into question because yeah, for her in her mind, the children are it's very blatantly Harwin Strong's. There are no it's no yeah, way right. Like, such a, she knows it's such a, well, totally everybody knows everybody knows. Everybody knows the king won't let anybody talk about it. He has blinders onto it. He's like, "This is my." Job. Okay, so anybody in is basically committing treason. So, so, so if you break it, oh yeah, and and you know, I don't, I don't want to get off the rails too, too much, but like, like, uh, freaking the king looks like trash right now. Jesus Christ, like he is, he is straight up rotting away. That guy, like, what is the deal? Um, very yeah, dude. Holy dying. Yeah. And, have, you and, the, have you seen the on? There's a there's a theory online, mm. and there's some credence to it that the Maesters have been poisoning and keeping Viserys sick. For oh decades. wow! Oh wow! Like the leaping and like the fact that he really what can't end? heal. To what to, end? weaken him to keep like they don't want him to die but they want a weak king that they can manipulate and keep on the throne and kind of push the way that they want because if if he dies Rhaenyra will inherit they'll either be open warfare or she'll be a much stronger monarch than her husband than than her father so there's this theory out there in the world that the maesters are keeping him sick oh fascinating Right? I, I I always think you know I'm always fascinated by groups of scholars and in Game of Thrones like even in my Dungeons and Dragons games I have like multiple groups of scholars that that have different ends and I feel like knowledge is kind of the scary thing in our own history about like the the Catholic Church trying to control knowledge up until up until they started mass producing books and then regular people started reading and learning to read and it's sort of like the control of information is huge in this kind of environment and I think the Maesters are definitely like not immune to the power struggle they're not immune to the control and and you know and manipulation and I and, and educated people who know more are going to use that for their own means. They're going to use that for their own ends. So, yeah. yeah. They're supposed to be serving class, but they are absolutely... Yeah. They they're, their 
They have their own agenda. They have their own agenda. And, like, the thing about, like, educated people in a, in a society of idiots, uneducated people, is they know more than everyone. Like, they're, they're, they've read the histories and they know information that others don't. And so yeah. they're, yeah. That's comforting until you're, uh, um, consumed in Dragonfire. Until you're consumed by Dragonfire. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, go ahead. You use, you use that knowledge to, it only works if you are, um. You don't get caught. Right. So, <laughs> I, I don't give a whole lot of credence to the, I mean, they're for sure trying to influence. Yeah. But I don't give credence to the conspiracy theory that they're poisoning the king because that what what is their motivation for killing but mm. keeping him alive? He, I mean, his character is what it is. He is non-confrontational, um, and so why wouldn't they heal him to keep him alive if the status yeah. quo is what they want? Right. Well, I there there's what is he's already weak and already viewed as weak, right? And so him being sickly and wasting away and doesn't bet benefit anyone. I don't understand that theory. So. I, I I don't I I don't really. There has to be some kind of definitely established motive for that theory to work because like they're like you said they haven't established that in the show but i i could see it being a thing um but i i have there's sort of there's sort of a theme throughout all this where the 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 iron throne and the kingdom is sort of rotting him away like he's cut his finger on the throne and that finger is one that's lost and his arm is like gone now like yeah. Uh, and fully yeah, and 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 there's been a theme throughout this, uh, not so subtly. I don't know if I'm the only one who's noticed this, but rats are everywhere. And there's a rat on the there's a rat on the skull. There's a rat in, drinking the blood after the wedding. There's a rat that runs across his. So it's sort of like this this idea of uh, rotting and pestilence and like. Uh, like like disease is in the, is yeah, in the kingdom the kingdom the is decay, diseased the decay of the house I mean, the decay the of the house right right the whole theme of this and You're so right. they are subtle and not subtle yes about those theme by sprinkling in the rats is wasting away and all of that right right the 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 decay of the house sort of is because they're the infighting because they can't like there there's been so many there's always gonna like like it's it's fascinating because like the game of thrones is sort of like all these different houses want power and there's nothing in their way but other people and and this is like the targaryens the like no one is out to kill the Targaryens, but they're going to kill themselves because it's like no one wants to, no one wants to fuck with the dragons, right? And so it's like they are their own worst enemy. They have allowed themselves to marry into other houses that have other means. Uh, like Viserys is like this weak king, but that doesn't stop Alicent from doing her own shit. She's realized that she's a queen and has power because she can control him a little bit. 
and she's doing her utmost to control him in this episode like and she's smart she's smart she's auto uh, hightower's kid you know and he was smart so it's sort of i don't know go ahead andrew no, I, was, I was yeah she's doing everything she can to influence him without directly challenging Rhaenyra like I mean, right. Rhaenyra, they get to the point in the small council meeting where they're sitting across from each other they both have seats on the small council Rhaenyra right. and Alicent and Rhaenyra even like proposes peace she's like let's right. drove our children together let's let's try to bury this hatchet because you clearly are gunning for me but she hears footsteps. She hears, hears footsteps behind. She yeah, totally, she totally hears footsteps. But yeah. she tries. To, Rhaenyra tries to make peace, and Allison doesn't want it. She's like, right, right. That you, I. She is so stung with her betrayal mm-hmm. and her lies and her need to protect herself and her kids. Well, and pushing her father out too. Like I don't. I like. I. I feel like. Uh, there's there's a lot of like little subtle things that have stacked against Rhaenyra and Alicent. Uh, her pushing her father away, and her straight up lying to her face about like having sex. You know that night. Uh, I guess she didn't lie completely because she didn't have sex with Damon. But this is like a couple episodes ago, by the way. But 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 uh, she she lied about having sex with. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Kristen Cole. So, so like, Kristen Cole, man, he has turned, like, I really like that guy in the first few episodes. He has turned a, a, I, just like a scorn lover, you know, who's turned, like, real nasty. Um, Toxic version of an ex-boyfriend. Yes! Just, like, so, like, oh, you're gonna break up with me because, like, we used to love each other and now... I'm going to, you know, hate you for hate years. hate you forever. Like, <laughs> you I, know, I, I want to talk this lens of stoicism these days, and I just, I, I am baffled by Allison and her. What is she trying to mm-hmm. accomplish? And and also, mm-hmm. it it's and baffled by Renera and her sort of choices as well um and she's she's pragmatic in she's got to have children so who's going to give me children right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Allison, allison is trying to sort of i guess keep her kids alive um because she's been poisoned auto is poisoned in her head um that uh it's it's either or yeah mm-hmm. they don't they don't see a path they don't see a path forward of sort of mutual like coexistence of of a of a future that doesn't involve this like weird tension and societal like civil war yeah over these issues which really are not i mean it's a classical sort of examination of hubris driving and irrationality driving decision making where nobody is sort of focused on what what is the what is the goal here and how do i achieve that and allison seems to think she's trying to achieve something and Renera too but um it's just a it's a you know it's a, it's a struggle for me because um 
Allison is so unlikable at this point in the show. Right. Well, so so you know, this is this is what I got. This is what I was trying to get to the root of, and I was just saying this poorly in the beginning. Was who are we rooting for? There's no no nobody is really a great person. They're all got flaws. They're all gray area people. They all are like. I don't need to root for anybody in this type of show. Right. I need to, need to buy into and be interested in the struggle in general. Like, if I, I'm entertained right. and the themes and the character decisions make sense to me, mm-hmm. I don't... I, I'm not in a position where I need... I don't need to be anyone's champion. Do well, I, the, do the, I the Targaryen... I think the Targaryens are cool, and I like the way they look, and I wish I was a dragon rider absolutely i think mm-hmm. the targaryens are cool but like i don't need to like i don't need to be a targaryen like fanboy to and want rhaenyra to get everything she wants because she's clearly she's on the razor's edge all the time i mean she's lying to everyone in the world about how she's living her life and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone around her is at risk because of it yeah. well well so so it's sort of like my question is: Is like Game of Thrones had the Starks and it had Danny Targaryen, who is like, for, for the most part, had noble, noble aspirations. No one in this show is very noble, or or like uh, honorable. You know, I, I feel like the that's it. Sort of turned this corner of like they're all just doing what they can to stay alive and do what they want for their house and their families. And that could mean, and like even Damon, who seemed like he was a villain, is just sort of like this wet blanket in this episode. And it's like you can't. I want, I, I want to get into talking about Damon too. Because... Yeah, he his whole that whole storyline is going through like something weird over there. He's like he's like struggling to find his place in the world. This is my theory about that. Damon, mm. on some level is heartbroken because he can't be with Rhaenyra and he finds the next best thing. Right. Lena Valerian, think about the specifics. She's beautiful. She's Mm. of Valerian blood. She's a dragon rider. She's from a formidable family. She has a strong personality. And she's right. She's riding Vagar, which is the largest, oldest dragon. She like she has a lot of qualities that i think damon saw in rhaenyra so Mm -hmm. he sees those in lena and he does his best to be like a good husband to her but i don't know if he ever really he he never loved her like he may love rhaenyra i think on i think what we see in this episode is damon kind of in exile of himself clearly not feeling like himself not feeling like the king of the narrow king of this narrow narrow sea the commander of the king's guard the prince of flea bottom those things that he called himself and was called by others through these first few episodes he is not that right now what he is is trying to do the best he can with the life that he is in and this is he feels like he's got a bit of a consolation prize I mean, Lena Valerian would be, I mean, she'd be, if not for Rhaenyra, she would be the most desirable woman in the Seven Kingdoms mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. all the things we 
talked about. So he is struggling with the fact that he did not get what he really wants. And maybe going into the last few episodes of the season, he can get that back. I think that we see a sad Damon because right. he can't be with Well, and then, and then his whole struggle of, like, to stay in Pentos uh and and uh you know just be be part of this group hired, i guess yeah, like higher 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 muscle you know uh and and lena doesn't really want to do that she's pregnant with another kid and and then there's there's a th- there's a theme through the theme throughout this whole series is like women giving birth and that's like a real struggle it's just sort of the mother of, of Rhaenyra dies. Lena is going to die, or the baby's going to die. So she she makes an ultimate choice uh, to you know get get turn it to ash by Vagar. Um, it's it's. I love, I love how old and crusty Vagar looks. I you know you know what. Years old at this point. Okay, I love all the dragon designs. I'm the show was missing one crucial shot that made me sad that it didn't see. Is I wanted to see a size comparison with Damon's dragon and Vagar, like flying through the air right next to each other. There's a shot with them flying through the air right next to each other, and it's like all you needed is one pan out to see how big this dragon is compared to uh daemons and i would have been satisfied and i didn't get it so um it's it's sort of like it's hard to gauge scale when when someone's sitting on the back of these giant beasts you know and before we finish um we got to talk about sort of the what happens at the end because that transforms the dynamics of power on the show because the strong guy orchestrates the murder of his father and his brother. Right? And he does it purely for leverage over the queen. Yeah, dude. Allison is now totally, totally trapped. Yeah. Because, and this goes back to the point I was making earlier where it's, doesn't she doesn't really have a clue what she's doing yeah acting out of emotion and irrationality and fear and the actions she's taking and she she don't trust anyone and he is clearly a snake he's a snake what he has has done what he has done is is that is so ruthless yes it's so ruthless all for purely driven by power Yes. Now he has power. If he views her with power, she's she's an accessory. She's an accessory to the murder of the hand of the king. Right. She's she's screwed. She is. She is screwed. screwed. Yes. Only way she'll be able to get herself out of it. She's got to push all of her chips into the table now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, and and I'm you know I was curious. There's there's a lot of political intrigue in the past three episodes i feel like there's we went through the the last arc of the young kids the young actors and now we're like building back up 10 years later but like the 
the show is doing well is some political intrigue. It needs some... There's 10 episodes, and I will say, like, just looking forward, I would say the next couple are probably going to be like this end of act two kind of uh or or rising action they love to do kinds of stuff like that in 10 episodes series so this is sort of like they're building towards something and seven and eight i bet are gonna be like there's got to be some crazy shit like uh freaking ned stark gets beheaded at the end of episode eight in game episode nine no no it's eight bro it's the end of eight. He gets beheaded. I, it, I think it's the end of nine. Anyway, but you're right. Yes, I'm it's pretty... building to all hell's gonna break loose. That's okay, what the season is. It, it's the the episode that where the king dies is is the episode. Right, right. Um, so and then shit is gonna shift. Flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when shit will fly. Yes, things um, will things will come to a head when the king yeah. dies. And whether that's seven or eight is is curious, like uh, whether they're going to push it or not. But I'll say that, and I'll say this about the source material because I know that's the. I mean, the novella that this series so far has been based on. They, it's like a hundred pages, hundred and twenty-five pages. They've covered basically fifteen pages or wow. twenty pages. Of the source material. Wow. What? How? How long is this story? The the war, the dance of dragons, lasts for three or four years. Well, okay, it's so incredibly bloody to the big houses that fight it. So there is all of this. They're but, telling the story. So so. But obviously they're they're filling in some with extra shit, right? Like not all this detail is in the story. Oh, no, not at all. The king dies in the first three pages of Dance with Dragons. Wow. Dance with Dragons. Literally in the first three pages. There is very little characterization for Viserys at all. There's some characterization for Alicent before the king dies there's some characterization for Rhaenyra before the king dies but there's a hundred pages of the actual civil war that is in the source material so so i mean like you what you're talking about is like world war three you know it's like like if everybody has nukes and they use them then the the whole world burns so it sort of you know it, it i'm gonna just leave you with this image. there's like so so many everybody's got nukes it's not good it's not it's not gonna be good think about this it was perfect in this episode we were in the dragon pit the kids go in they're hanging out with little dragons Amon doesn't have a dragon yet yeah think about where they are and there's this huge structure the Targaryens have built to house their dragons in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Think about 180 years later, the meeting that Cersei and Danny and Jon Snow have in the Dragon Pit to talk about an alliance and peace so they can fight the White Walkers. Those are happening in the same locations. Yeah. The Dragon Pit in Game of Thrones Season 7 is completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. That happens. The destruction of the dragon pit happens during 
the Dance with Dragons. Is, is there the war. is there anybody like I, I? I think I've read too much like fantasy or too much. I've played too much D anD D or something. But there is something just like I love about ruins, like just just like an ancient an ancient like civilization that was like powerful that like built this whole thing up and then over the time just decayed and got destroyed and like no one uses that i love that stuff i love i like uh, you know the Colosseum in rome just i exactly what it is and and don't worry about we're going to get into it eventually later but that's like that's what actually is like tweaking me out about rings of power right now oh yeah See the thing to see Numenor at its height. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Later, we see kind of the remnants of Numenor when the Fellowship are trying to cross, you know, the continent to try to yes. cross Middle Earth. Yes. We see like what's left. We got we we gotta we got we gotta we gotta talk about that at the end of this because I have a lot to talk about that Game of Thrones show. Yeah, rings of power. Keep keep I, keep keep writing down notes about that because. By the way, so. Oh no! Yeah, I'm behind. You're behind. Okay. Yeah. New, I'm new episodes behind. New new episode tomorrow, dude. It 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 gets better. Uh, like uh, it's kind of sl- don't no. say anything. Just let him let him make a decision. But I'm gonna I watch inter- it. I don't need I, your. I am interested in rings of power for well, different reasons than other people. So, so okay. So, is there anything? Is there anything about just to wrap this up a little bit? Because I want to talk about something else before we end. Is there anything else for House of the Dragon that you guys want to bring up? Andrew's point is is awesome. If you're not familiar with the, oh, if you're not familiar with the underlying, Siri uh, was talking to me. Sorry. If you're not familiar with the underlying source material. Andrew's point is huge, and that's why they're talking about three to four uh, seasons. Three to four seasons um, of this show. That's the crazy. The shit that happens, the shit that happens uh, after the king dies, is really the heart of the show. Um, so all of this is a prelude to choices that are made. <laughs> yeah, and uh, on on multiple fronts, and then where the lines are drawn so super super interesting and exciting uh shit to come yes yes super super i just want to i just want to ask you guys real quick before uh just shift gears a little bit have you guys been watching andor yeah Yeah. okay i i fucking love that show it's a great show it's Jesus crazy. Christ! It's some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I okay. So we'll have to talk about we'll have to talk about that after we're done talking about House of the. Go watch Andor because I freaking love it, bro. Yeah, she I, is. I want to bring I want to bring this up just because we watched Ashley and I watched it and I watched it for the first time before Andor started. Did you guys watch Star Wars Rebels? Oh, uh, yeah, j- just a little, just a little bit. Not enough to get you deep. Give it another shot, Patrick. Rebels is great Star Wars. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah, great Star Wars. Yeah, I think you should give it another shot. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's felt really kiddy to me. Felt really like first season or two might be a little bit, but once it gets into season, it's great. 
It oh, okay. is so deep and so yeah, it's great Star Wars. Watch Rebels, dude. Well, I mean, I mean, there's so much like they've steered into it so much. There's so much overlap uh, in the current stuff about Rebels. Like they lo- they love to reference it. Like the age Age of the Rebellion is the stories they're choosing to tell right now. Which yeah, is dude. So, no, it's so dude. It I was great. I'm really I, into it. Yeah, I can't wait until that the next episode comes out. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Cool. Uh, email Andrew about trivia King of the North fifty two at gmail dot com. Help him with final some hot D, final hot D episode will be a trivia extravaganza. There will be trivia ten questions. Ten question. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, um, yeah. Email Andrew uh, about that. Uh, email the podcast Brothers Geek Podcast okay. at gmail dot com. Every- oh no. Oh no. Hey, the, what we need to do, actually, just—I just had this thought. Okay. Maybe not. Are you there? You're, yeah, Andrew. Andrew froze up. I'm yeah, still good. You guys are freezing. We're getting spikes. So yeah, yeah. So I—I I have a thought that we should talk about, um, which is we should put every trivia question that we do at the end of the episode out on our Twitter feed. So okay. Oh, yeah. I love this. Okay, yeah. great. I'm down. Uh, I'm down with that. So, you uh, you derailed me. Uh, Brothers Geek do stuff on Instagram. Our our Twitter feed, brothers underscore geek at twitter.com. Brothersgeek.com. Brothers Geek Schmaltz on YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. See our faces on YouTube. Yeah, learn, learn our different voices. I have people who tell me all the time. He's like, I think Patrick's talking, but you guys sound so alike. And it's hard it's, for me it's, to tell. I mean, we are brothers. This we is sort of... This is so, Should I just start talking like this to help the listeners figure out? Okay, they'll, great. They'll stop listening. They'll stop listening. <laughs> Uh, you know, thanks for listening. Do uh, I I do accents. Uh, I you know you know what I do when I do uh, the D when I do the D and D I try to do accents. I always go back to Southern. What's wrong with me? Like it always. I every every character shifts into Southern. I there's a whole list of things that we could. That'll be in the next episode. Is the things that are wrong with Patrick? Patrick. <laughs> oh, Patrick, it's gonna happen. You Great. Cheated All right. Fire and blood. Yep. Thank, thanks for listening, everybody.